Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So some of us are single moms. Some of us were raised by single moms. And some of us take all of the above. Does, so who was raised by a single mom? Me. Me. <laughs> me, 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 and who is a single mum? Oh, just me. <laughs> me. <laughs> Be proud. Be proud. <laughs> Shake it. Do a dance. That's, That's it. Wear that so, crown, girl. Raised by single mums, right? So these, I was thinking before we did this podcast, I was like, what are the things that always used to um used to, used to really sting me? And I remember. The Parents' Day letters, the parents, the S on the Parents' Day letters always used to bring a little, just a little, it was just painful to read as a child. I was like, well, I've only got a parent. And I remember the, um, they always just wanted to cry a little bit, actually, when I had to take those letters home thinking, but do they know I just have one parent? It's not parent. Like, are, they not, are they talking to me? Or are they just talking to everybody? Do they just not know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also remember going on a school trip and um, there was a homeless man sitting outside the swimming pool. And someone was like, oh, Nina, that's your dad. So my dad died. And I was oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. And it just, again, you know how, you know how kids can say yeah, things. Yeah. Really they're saying, oh, my God, just burst out, just crying. And I was inconsolable. And the teacher didn't know what to do. And I was like, it's not my dad. It's really not my dad. And, um, yeah, I just really remember it. Being, being really aware and I remember going around to other people's houses who had two parents thinking their family felt so big compared mm. to mine it was me my mum and my brother and they just felt so much bigger this one other person in the household mm. um, but did anybody have anything like that like through school or thinking of I don't know Father's Day that was again I've had to kind of learn that with my kids I didn't even know the day, right? I had to remember it now that I've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old to kind of like put it in a diary. It just wasn't in my, um, wasn't in my mind because I just never celebrated it. So I had to really learn it, really obviously for the children to celebrate their father. I kind of just didn't, just didn't register um, for either of us. But did anybody have that like in school, anything they can remember of just it really feeling loud, like, like you only have, it's just you and your mum. Um, I mean, for me, like, obviously hearing what you just said, like, that's quite sad to hear. And I'm assuming you was primary school? Yeah, that was primary school. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have, like, the complete opposite, like, upbringing in that sense. Um, and even when I had received letters like that or talking about Father's or Father's Day or going to friends' houses that had both parents it never came into my mind. I was so content um, and comfortable with everything that I had being just me and my mum. I never once asked about, you know, a dad or why I don't have a dad or anything like that. So to hear you like share that bit of experience, it's sad to hear because there must be children like that out there. But I just, I just didn't have that. Well, I'm happy for you. That, yeah. That's amazing that, um, amazing that, that it didn't, didn't come out like that for you. Yeah. I think also, I'm mixed. So my dad is Jamaican black. Yeah. So that was a real thing for me. I'm mixed as well. Yeah, my mum's so mom's I mean, black Jamaican. Well, my dad's white in, English. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. As yeah. in the black's gone. So then oh. I moved into a... Often this happened to me. I'd go into right. somewhere, get lost or something. I'd mm. be like, oh, where's my mum? They're like, oh, I can't, can't see your mum anywhere. Looking uh, for black okay, house. right, um, okay. So that, so that part of me, um, yes, that could be another thing. And I think that that kind of makes a bit of sense in that sense, especially when you think back to that era of time as well. 
Um, so I, I, yeah, I understand that a bit more now that you've given that insight to uh, your ethnicity and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. Nice that you're mixed, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know you was mixed, sorry, to just throw that in there. I thought you was straight, like, through and through black. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't watch, I don't watch that, you know what I mean? But I just, your complexion and stuff, you just, I thought you was just through and through black. So that's, that's, um, that's dope. Yeah, well, my mum's, um, my mum's father is mixed, but she would never identify as anything other than a white woman. Um, but yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, it's, it's funny, um, you were saying, Kira, that, um, Nina's story didn't really it wasn't the same as yours even though you know and as you were speaking about your experience Nina I was thinking exactly the same thing like that actually wasn't my experience and I never and I never thought about that side of it actually but as you're telling the story like I can see I can see why and how you could feel like that um I grew up with first two parents then one parent um and so I had some knowledge of having a father around um and when I was no longer seeing my father I didn't feel like I was missing anything and what age was that then um I think I was probably about nine or ten. Wow! So you're in the room, like you're. Yeah. So, so like my my mum's always been a single mum. So my my mum and my dad broke up like when I was a baby, and but my dad was around. I would go to his house on the weekends and every other weekend. You know how the arrangements are. Um, And at one point when I was um, at secondary school, my dad. I lived with my dad for like two years. Um, like they just swapped I think my maybe my mum had enough of me I don't know or actually I think she I think what she said was if you think this is so easy you take her (laughs) you do it (laughs) (laughs) right Um, so I did live with my dad for two years and then we went back to me being back with my mum and I was actually the person that decided I didn't want to see my dad anymore um Right, so and what I. And was that then that you made that decision? It, it was around that age, like nine, ten. Oh, I decided oh, I didn't want to see him anymore, and uh, the thing is that I had thought about it for a long time, and I'd never really, um, I never really knew how to say it. Um, I just whenever I would go there on the weekends I just never had it was always a horrible experience for me or the you know there was good times but you know you only really remember the bad things Mm -hmm. they don't really weigh up to the good things when you're not you know when you're not happy in a situation. Was your dad single as well? Yeah yeah my dad was single but um, he when I would go down to my dad's on the weekends he I also had another brother so we would both go to my dad's at the same time on okay. the weekends um, and then go back to our mums. Was you um, your mum's only child? At that point, no. Um, my brother, my younger brother through my mum is seven years younger than me. So at that point I had I had another sibling as well in the household. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just, always, I just always used to, like the only thing I loved about going to my dad's house was to see my brother. Mm. And I always just felt like, you know, I, I don't want to go there anymore. I don't want to go anymore. And at the point when I decided to tell my mum, she was like, well, you're old enough to, you know, feel some type of way. And if this is how you really feel, then I'm not going to make you go. Um, and so and that, that was that. You didn't go? That, then I, yeah, I just didn't go. I didn't go again. That didn't get involved or kind of like talk to you about it mm. well it's funny because I don't know what my mum said to my dad I don't know how she relayed the message right. um she never made me speak to him about it she yeah. told him so obviously uh, when two parents are separate depending on their relationship how they communicate it might have been 
she told him and he was just like she might have been she might have been nice about it she might not have been nice about it mm-hmm. I'm not sure so um I mean when I speak I speak to my dad now okay. and he's fully involved in my life um and but before we were able to do that like I had to sit down with him and have a really big conversation with him because obviously it's both from it's on both of our chests like why 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 for me I felt like he wasn't around even though I knew he I'd made the decision I also felt like I was only like 10 you didn't even make an effort to pick up the phone and say okay even if you don't want to be here like let me check in on my daughter there was none of that and he kind of was like well um you you were old enough to pick up the phone and I was just like what what is this (laughs) right so yeah so it took a while for me to get to the place I am now with my dad and and now we're fine like Mm. I've forgiven him mostly and I can get over it (laughs) yeah mostly um but in my in my household with my mum like I just like she's my mum is my best friend basically Mm. and I've just never I've never felt like I was missing anything Mm -hmm. Um, and I know, like, she was, like, it was hard for her. It was mm. very hard for her because she wasn't getting financial assistance. Mm-hmm. Or if she was, it was, you know, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, she's dealing with two children. And she's trying to live her own life mm-hmm. as a woman, not just a mum. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I, I understand that more now than I did before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, so that experience of um, seeing uh, literature from school about the other parent, it just never, it never really fazed me. No, never. And, and what about Father's Day? Did that trigger anything? No, and and I think um, it just never came up in the household. It never really came up in the household. And also, I had a really good godfather. I didn't feel like I was missing out on a father figure. Okay. So, it never really came up, yeah. Was your father in your life when you got married? Oh, God, that's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this conversation is going away from the single moms. I'm not going to lie, because this this is another, this might be another podcast. (laughs) two of you that were absolutely fine not having your dads in your life the common denominator is yeah. black mum mm. and now yes. thinking about it my eldest, yes. my eldest is mixed race and I'm a black mum yeah. so do you yeah. know what I mean and, I mean like mostly his dad wasn't in his life but you know it's mm. kind of like I don't know, maybe there's something about having the black side of you there that you can always, like, relate to. Because obviously, like, you're, I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know what it's like for you, Nina, but I'm assuming, like, um, for you, Kira, your white family were around. Yeah. Like, you knew where they were. They were there. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But I was, hev- I was heavily coerced, you know, and around the black side of the family. And it's so right yeah. in what you're saying, because, like, my setup was a bit weird. Not weird, but I think that's the only word I can kind of use. Like, so my mum was a single parent. I knew who my dad was. Um, she told, she made it very clear to me who my dad was and, and how they came together and how I came into the world. And I used to see my nan, my dad's mum, every Saturday without fail um and then as I started getting older um and like going to my nan's house with my mum as well my my dad would be there and it was the weirdest setup like we'd just come into the house I knew he was my dad never called him dad I just used to be like hi and then just used to sit with my nan and my mum and no one ever spoke on it it was the maddest thing. What, what, like his first name? You just you just said hi, and then I just I would I would just wait until I remember being a child. I used to wait until he looked at me, and then I would talk. Like, wow. and then I, and then I remember. So you were aware. You were aware. Yeah. Of the space of like. Yeah. I could be yeah. saying dad. I could say your first name, but I'm just not gonna say anything. Wow. Yeah, but I was I was just I obviously felt comfortable at that young age to just wait for him to look at me and then to talk to him. And then um, I remember one experience when I was 15 
and um, he was there at my nan's house and out of nowhere he was just like have you got a boyfriend and I was at her and I was like no I, I was at no and then, uh, it was, and, then, and then it was just a pause and then again you know I went on with life again not not having a relationship with my dad never saw him anything like that Along the way into my later teens, uh, the dynamics changed a bit with my nan as well. So I lost contact with her um, for a good chunk of years. And then it wasn't until um, my son's, what, my son's going to be six now. It was about five years ago. I met my dad and we're now the bestest of friends. And it's so wow. weird. amazing. Like, it's so wow. weird. Amazing. Like, my dad is probably the perfect dad right now, the perfect granddad. Like, yeah. I actually can't fault him. It's weird. So does your dad very weird. Very weird. think on, does he love being a granddad, a grandpa, whatever it is? Yeah. Whatever he yeah. I think I put it down to my mum, going back to what Ola said. I put it down to my mum and the way that my mum brought me up. She was very open with me and told me everything. Um, and my mum never hid anything from me. So she left me to kind of make certain decisions like as a young child growing up along the way. And I just think the love, the affection, everything she gave me was so enough that, like I said, my mind never traveled to those places of wanting a dad or feeling like I'm missing out or needing a dad. So it's, yeah, it's mad. And it's like, now, if you ask me now, I can't live without my dad now. Like it's, it's mad. Amazing. That's amazing. Like, it's, 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 it's mad. Your dad now, does he ever speak on the joy of being a granddad? And like- yeah, yeah. He, he talks about the joy of being the dad, the joy of being a granddad. Um, like when we first met as well, like in my adult life and we had this conversation, my dad was just so open, like, and just told me how it was. You know, it, it, like he was like, listen, you know, I met your mum. I was seeing a few girls at the same time. Wasn't nothing too serious. I think your mum was more into me than I was into her. She told me she was pregnant. She was going to have you. And that was it. Um, and, you know, he, he just held his hands up. And it was for me to make that decision at that moment in time to be like, do you know what? Do I accept what this man is telling me or do I hate this man? And I was like, you know what? I accept what he's telling me, you know, like he's he's being real with me. So, yeah, we just clicked from there. Like we spent hours that night talking until the early hours of the morning. And then since then, like it's honestly been so amazing to have him around now. Got siblings from your dad's side. No, my dad is such a selfish man. Like, <laughs> my I love dad, how you can laugh about this. Yeah, like <laughs> my dad has no other children, and I'm not gonna lie, I was secretly happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like he's got no other children. He had no desire in that sense to create a family and any anything like that. And I will openly say, it, like, my dad is a selfish man, like definitely. Um, but it works you know the honesty the honesty and the black and white everything it just works so I can't complain yeah I feel so sweet for your dad at this stage in life mm. being able mm. to be a present dad and granddad that is the greatest gift that is such mm. a nice thing to be able to to be in like yeah not many people have that you know to, to really really be in that no. moment that yeah but, you know, one thing I will say, though, because, like, you know, my mum did get into other relationships along the way. And um, no man, it's mad. They never really made that impression on me to make me feel like, you know, oh, my God, he could be my dad. Oh, my God, mm. this is my dad. Like, it, it just, and anyone who ever spoke bad on my dad, I was always very much like, don't, don't talk about my dad like that. You don't know him. Even though I didn't know him myself. Mm. I was very much like, don't, don't, don't talk about my dad like that because you just don't know him. So it's, it's mad. I don't know. It's, yeah. Alicia, what were you going to say? I was going to say it's interesting that mm. we both didn't have our fathers around at a certain, you know, at a pivotal moments in mm-hmm. our lives as we're growing up. But somehow, there's, I don't know what it is. There's this thing, I guess it's called time, where you kind of forget certain things Mm -hmm. which allows you to be able to have that conversation with the absent parent and just Mm -hmm. put things to the side and get on with it like like you said you had to make that decision like do I hate you or am I willing to forgive you and move on like take you as you are now like do I value that do I value the person you are now regardless of the mistakes you might have made in the past yeah yeah and 
I, it's a very difficult, but for me, it, it was difficult mm-hmm. because there were so many um, underlying feelings that I had. And okay. I don't think I really discussed them all. But the fact of the matter is, like, mm-hmm. me and my dad, we really get on. And aside from the fact that, you know, there's this big bulk of my life that my dad wasn't present for or involved mm-hmm. in, including my wedding, um, it doesn't, like, like, it doesn't feel like that when I speak to him or when I'm around. And I, I have a young, I have a young, he has another daughter as well, younger. So I have, I'm the eldest of all the children, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have, um, from my dad's side, I have a brother who's one year younger than me and then a sister who is, I don't know how many years, she's 13. I'm not going to give away my age. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and then me and my brother on my mum's side are, um, no, actually, sorry, gosh. And he's got another son as well. Okay. Yeah, so three of... Three of my siblings are through my dad and one through my mum. And um, I can say that I only really was interested in getting to know my dad because my sister came along. And that was the thing that allowed me to be like, do you know what, I can put this to the side and give my dad a chance. And it still took time to, obviously, it took time to build that relationship up again. But mm. now, I was just like, yeah, he loves being a granddad as well. He was really concerned that, you know, he wasn't going to be able to have that um, relationship with his grandchild um, in the same way like uh, my son would have with my mum, because obviously we're much, much, much closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, now, like... His, my son loves his granddad, so, mm. you know. Um, yeah, but that that ability to forgive, I don't know if it's a black woman thing as well, but it's just, it makes a difference. Yeah. No, I hear that. And Ola, being a single mum, how does this all sound, hearing it back? Do, did your children, I don't know, what, what do you think? Um, I think, do you know what it is? I think, like, so basically um, my eldest son is mixed race with a white dad mm-hmm. and my twins yeah. are black with a black dad. So right. I think, like, two dynamics there. But I think as well, Definitely. it was my eldest son's dad was very kind of like, because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a relationship, even though we kind of got together and all the rest of it. It was very kind mm. of like, all happened all very soon. I was 19 and, do you know what I mean? Like, didn't even know I was pregnant. So, but, and I'd already moved out. So I'd moved out of home when I was 17, which was a big deal anyway, right? So the fact that I'd gone, you know, yeah. two years mm. <laughs> without getting in trouble was pretty good going anyway. <laughs> so then it was like... <laughs> like you did well, you did well. Yeah, the big thing is that I'm literally... And then you're pregnant with a white man. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I don't think they would have been that surprised because I grew up in Kent. So it was like, (laughs) there aren't any black kids. Do you know what I mean? Um, But... (laughs) What do you expect? (laughs) Exactly. But then, funny enough, he wasn't even from Kent. Do you know what I mean? He was was actually visiting his uncle and then... (laughs) 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 Seaside romance. (laughs) It's like suicide romance. But, um, so, so it was all that kind of like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen? And, you know, how do I? And yeah. I, I literally just, I didn't tell my parents basically. For how long? No, I had Liam. And then in the hospital, the midwife was no. like, okay, so what are your plans for home? And I was like, oh, babe. No. <laughs> <Best mom." laughs> So wait, 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 wait. No way. You, you did the whole pregnancy? I was four months when I found out I was pregnant and I was doing a sports course and everything. So I wasn't even showing. Wait, what? I'm trying to understand. So when I had morning sickness, I thought I had alcohol poisoning because we'd gone on this trip to France because you could go on to France for like a pound and bottles of wine were like one franc and we bought all this wine, we bought all this like French cheese and meat, and literally, like, 
back, drank it all, ate it all, and then I was sick. So I was like, oh my God, I've got poisoning. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I thought that was. And then when the food, <laughs> when the morning sickness went, I just went back to college and carried on. So then, and then and because I was getting my what, period. What, body changes, nothing? I was getting my period. Then, wow, okay. Right. You, you get your period. Mix of like me doing a lot of working out and obviously I probably was pregnant, but my periods were like, oh, okay, we're going to still, like, I don't know, hormones or whatever. So uh, then when the period stopped yeah. for four months, wow. I was like, oh, something's not quite right. So I went to the doctor's. And he's like, I thought he was going to say, oh, yeah, you've got, like, I don't know, bowel cancer or something. <laughs> I don't know. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're definitely about four months pregnant. <laughs> I was like, no, no. What? I wasn't, I was no longer with Liam's dad. So I'm like, no, this is not me. No, 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 no. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you definitely are. And you, and, you, and you was getting a period. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He was like, no, you definitely are. Da, 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 da. And then I don't even think I even went for a scan. I think I did wow. a test and that was it. Because this was like 1993. Because no, yeah, 1993. Because was born in A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri-Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So yeah, so I just did a scan, I did a test and they confirmed it and then that was it. And I was, I think I was just so in shock and I knew that if I told my course that I was pregnant, I wouldn't have been able to finish. So I was like, you know what, I'll just like, do you know what I mean? I've got this far, so I'll just carry on. So I basically carried on. I was going to ride out this next four months. <laughs> I was working in Pizza Hut, so they didn't know hey, either. you're a G, you know, seriously. You're a G, you're a true G, seriously. I knew I was getting near the stage where I was give birth, right? So I told work, oh, I've got to go away for a course, for the course. Because we used to go away and do like, we went to Crystal Palace for a week and all that kind of stuff, right? So I was like, oh, I'm going away again for my course. It's like a sports thing. They were like, yeah, 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 take the week off. Literally, I took, let's say from Monday, we were born on Thursday. And then I was out of hospital for the weekend and literally came in with the baby. And they were like, whose baby is that? And I was like, mine. Oh, they were like, oh, my no. oh, my God. I actually can't do Like, I was just about to ask, with that plan, what, what was going to happen afterwards? Like, you've come back from the course with baby. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you. Yeah, um, Everyone has questions. This is just amazing, by the way. I feel like we're going to be here all night, but um, hold on. So <laughs> when you had um, your son, did your yeah. did his dad know? Like, what? Yeah. And then, like, was he around or not? Or what? I told his dad I was pregnant, but by then he was back in High Wycombe. Well, here in High Wycombe. And, um, yeah. Did you go back to High Wycombe to find, to find your baby daddy? No, no, no. I, I, has, I still had his number. <laughs> <laughs> she had it written down somewhere, you know. So anyway, so That's yeah, so he had it written down somewhere. Yeah, and like, and I think I, I I even went up. I went up one. I went up. I must have been about maybe eight months, and I went up, and it was like it was kind of like to sort of see whether we were going to be together or, you know, what, what I was going to do, where I was going to live. I mean, I already had my own place, but do you know what I mean? Anyway, um, that didn't really work out. And he just kind of was like, you know, you know, if you need anything for the baby, just let my parents know kind of thing, really. Um, so then that was that. And cool. yeah, so, but on, as far as late is concerned, I, luckily I had a show and back then, 
you went into the telephone box <laughs> and you phoned them up and you sort of said, oh, you know, you know I've had a show and they oh, were yeah. okay, come in. You can come in if you feel like, you know. So I was like, okay, I'll come in because, like, I don't think I had enough money for a taxi. So I was like, if I come now, I can get the bus. <laughs> so when I just... So oh, sweet, oh, man. I phoned... I I said, "Oh, I'm I'm go- I'm going into hospital because um I've had a show and I'm probably gonna have the baby," and then they drove down. So they they arrived like I was in labour, but I hadn't had them yet. And then he was too scared to come in the room, so he stayed in the corridor with my um with his sister's boyfriend at the time, and so his sister was there for the labour. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. His sister was your labour partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> silly. Yeah. Before, but you know. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So he was an active, present dad in your son's life growing up. Not really. He was a bit useless, to be fair. But his parents are very active, and you know they were like, "Forget okay. him. We really want to be involved. Like, we'll help you." Like to the point where one time he literally was like only had to pay five pounds because he wasn't working child support and he still wasn't doing that and mm. his parents were like do you know what like we'll pay it do you know what i mean exactly so that's know. good though like that you that, that's good yeah. that you had that support from them though because that was similar to like yeah. what i had with my nan yeah but funny do you know what the funny thing was there was always little incidences that so for instance liam walked we were both there so his first steps, we both saw it, which was just like, no how did that happen? So like, I was basically just with his hands. Jason happened to be around. So we were just sitting there like, whatever. And then Liam just like stood up and just stood up and just ran across the room. And we're both just like, what? And even his mum, even his mum wasn't there. It was just literally Whoa. him. Yeah. And it was just like, what? Like, you know, uh, he literally was like, I'm going to wait until you're both in the room. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You knew what you were doing. Right, yeah. So, like, yeah, so Liam, Liam definitely saw his dad. I mean, he sees his dad a lot now because he's a grown man. But um, he definitely saw his dad, and you know, but he just wasn't like, you know, I, I, I never bad mouthed him, but he just wasn't a good dad, basically. Um, you know, he wasn't... He, I just don't think he, he's probably, I'd probably say he's probably selfish as well. Like, I don't think he was like, do you know what? I really need to be there for my son or anything like that. So. Oh, I was just going to ask what the comparison is with your twins' dad. Oh, so the twins' dad, very hands-on. From the get-go, he was very adamant that he wanted to have children. And I was very adamant that I didn't want to be a single parent again. So, like, luck has Mm. it that I ended up getting pregnant with twins he didn't have any children obviously and so it was like the best thing you know like two boys do you know what I mean like yes do you know what I mean kind wow. of thing so, even though we split up when they the twins were about four like he was like constant I mean to start off with to be fair I had I sort of implemented it like no no matter what whether you come here or they go to you like you need to like we need to get a schedule and like you know, kind of thing. And then I know this sounds bad, but literally it was more when he had a partner, he kind of stepped up his game because I think it's like, it's easier to say happy families, isn't it? When you've got a partner, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, what's best for the boys. And they, they loved having that kind of like family dynamic, I guess, of like their dad and like, you know, somebody there with their dad. So do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was like, whatever, you know, carry on. So, yeah, so that was that. I think that's really interesting because it could have easily gone the other way, depending on the partner. Oh, yeah, I mean, don't get me yeah, wrong. Had, I agree. That's our, our um, what's it called? But I'm very much like, yeah. if it hasn't got anything to do with me, I, I'm not I'm not interested in drama. And I think sometimes yeah. that would irritate, irritate both of them, to be fair, because I feel like... Mm partner was a bit insecure because like I ended the relationship and you know um, okay. I think she was a bit insecure but it was like don't worry babe I'm not going I'm not going back there but I don't I mean? want him 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I think one of the things that I've always spoke about as a single parent is the relationship with the dads. When you're together, you're the best thing since sliced bread. But all of a sudden, because the relationship didn't work out, why then do you become a bad mother? You can't, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're not able to like um, use mm. the money wisely, the little money they give you wisely. Do you know what I mean? Because I think like they've all got this thing in their heads that like single mothers spend the money, the little money you give them on nails and this and that, and it's like mm. I was spending money on nails when we were together, and I'm working now. So I don't know why you think that your little bit of money is the only money I need to sort out my hair and nails. I was still getting my hair and nails done. So, and your kids were fed and clothed. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I find, I, I find that really annoying when people are like, oh, you're going to spend the money on nails. Like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man do you know like and I don't even mean to like sound like negative or in a way here but I was expecting it to be the other way around so I was expecting you to say that the white father was present and there and the black father wasn't so this like for me is so refreshing like to to hear and funny enough the white father had his father in his life and the black the black father didn't yeah look at that yeah. Like he's yeah. always been adamant, adamant that like, oh, you know, I will always be there for my kids, kind of thing. So, you know, so good, yeah. good as he should. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Because I think that's the other thing as well. Men, single men that are, that have their kids or see their kids, they get like, oh my god, oh so amazing. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's like single women that, you know, raise them 24-7. It's just kind of like, and what? And what do you want? That's your job. That's your job. And how dare you go out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or where's your kids? Where, where's um, your kids? <laughs> oh, not where's your kids. <laughs> like they're at home in the cupboards. Like, <laughs> when people say um is is he babysitting mm. when you're like yeah. no, you oh, yeah. <laughs> like i'm sorry but i just feel like that's so rude as well it like it it's rude. so rude it's it's weird like the way society is almost like channeled people's minds i don't think it's weird you know i i feel like i feel like this generation now like we're more used to men playing a, a active role in um the children's lives whereas um before our parents and their parents like the mum was the caregiver like that's mm. it and the man just went and worked and put money in the house if he was there yeah, yeah. um so i feel like the reason why people assume that the mum you know, should be walking around with the child on her hip is exactly that. That's just what they're used to it being. Mm. And so men all of a sudden, you know, looking after their children is a big deal. Yeah, but I, I like for me, like, because, you know, I hate, for example, is when you're out and you might be with someone and they're like, oh, my God, look at that dad with his baby. And yeah. I'm like, wait there, yeah. why do you not have that energy yeah. for the mum? Yeah. Or why do you even need to comment on that? that? Like, yeah. I don't I understand that. Like, they obviously say, oh, you know, cute baby or whatever, but they never go, oh, look at you two. Mm. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean, look at you two? He's adulting. He's keeping the child alive and feeding him. <laughs> As you're cleaning the house. That's your and job. Like, you're responsible. You're an adult. Congratulations. Like a dad with a baby is super dad straight away, even though he could just literally be having his wife yeah, out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
<laughs> in it. Or the first time he's seen his child in how many months? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mad. I don't know. I get it. I get. I get both sides. To be honest with you, I get both sides. I can understand why people look at it that way, um, but absolutely, they're just being a dad, like mm-hmm. the same way I'm just being a mum. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be a big deal. But it shouldn't be celebrated like it is. Yes, exactly. It shouldn't be the fanfare. Exactly. Yeah. Like, even I mean, even me with um, uh, being married. When I go out, people still ask me, "Where's your child?" And I'm like, "He has a dad at home. Like, <laughs> why do you not presume that he's there mm. first? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. <laughs> that's exactly it, it, that's exactly it. it. It is like you were saying, just that deep messaging. Yeah, mm. that's going to take decades mm. to get yeah. out of our system. That is exactly exactly that, that's that's tricky. Like, like, like it's a puzzle. What's up? Like, what? What's, up? What, what's happened to your child? Like, where's your child? I think there's a difference as well when people see a black mother with a child and a white mother with mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. I think there is that automatic mm-hmm. parent. I don't think single parent assume that you're a wife or a partner. They think straight away single parent. Mm. I, I really do think mm. that is the case, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah. Especially mm. if you've got your nails and your hair done. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> That's where the money's going, isn't it? That's where the money's going. Literally. Oh, Nina, you're too much. Oh, good. Honestly. And do you know what's magic? It's not even that they even pay that much money anyway. Exactly. It's like, Dude. never mind the. Well, like, how much is it? I could. I was a nail technician. Never mind that. Like, forget that. <laughs> Let's just go for like also, more money on nails. <laughs> also, I can go to Peckham and get my nails done for like ten quid dollars. Yeah, that's not, I've been not expensive. You can stretch a pound. Stretch a pound. <laughs> <laughs> so, any mums listening who have recently become a single mum. What would we like to say to them, having been raised by single mums and having done the job as a single mum? So anybody who recently has found themselves a single mum, any advice you want to pass on, any words of wisdom, any, any worries that we can squash? The kids are going to be okay. Everybody's going to be, it's the right decision. You know, you don't want to stay in a space that is not right for you and the children. Anything we can pass on? Um, I mean, I think that in general, I think that sometimes we forget um, that we are we are important. And I know that it might sound a bit selfish here, but I think we likely touched on this um, on a WhatsApp chat. Um, you know that we're not just parents. Do you see what I mean? Like, we are also people as well. And I think sometimes, like, when people get into relationships or they get married or whatever, they get so maybe comfortable and complacent with that whole family image and the full package and that. So then when they've got problems in their relationship, they're worried um, to step out or to separate from that person because they they worry about what everyone else is going to think and say on it. And it and then and then you end up staying in that dead end relationship that's not working, all for the sake of the image and because it just makes sense and and it's best for the kids. And it's like, no, what you need to do is think about yourself first in that situation, yeah, and then the children come because it ain't going to be healthy staying in that kind of environment with your children there. So that is one thing I would always pass on to somebody who's come from that you know unit and then they're they're going to separate like it's okay like do you know what I mean to be selfish and to think about yourself first but actually within thinking of yourself first Mm -hmm. it trickles down to thinking of your children yeah of course right yeah yeah because like you said if you're if you're going to stay in a relationship that is not working for you Mm -hmm. it's even if you think you're staying in it for the children, mm-hmm. the children are being affected in ways that you haven't even realised. 
you, you can't even comprehend and then it's not till later down the line when they're old enough to let you know like mum this is you know this is what I was feeling at that time and I just wish you'd stood up for yourself or you just left because then I'd be a much more well-adjusted human being right now. Totally. So. And I, I think like what you were saying, Kira, I think it's also the status mm. of being married or the status of having a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people get locked into that. And I also think now being an older woman that it's okay to change your mind. I think when you're younger, it's really hard. Mm. Like you've made these big decisions. Everyone came to my wedding or everyone bought these presents or I said, I'm going to do this. I made these promises. I said this. And as I've got older, I've I've understood you're allowed to change your mind and it's Mm. okay. But God, when you're younger, it's really hard to think, actually, I've said I'm going to do it, so I'm going to do it. Um, I think a lot of people get stuck in that with the status and I've said this and I can't go back and what's everyone going to think and you get caught up in all of that when really like you're right think of yourself first what do you need fill your cup first then you filter that down to the kids again I say this intellectually emotionally my god when people use that analogy Mm. of you put your life mask on first and then you look after your kids That is hard. In the yeah. moment, that is hard. Of course, you want to yeah. go and protect your babies, first of all, of course. But that obviously is the healthiest way to go forward. And I say that obviously having to remind myself for myself, you know, it's hard. It takes courage to do that. That's 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 tricky. I, I, definitely, I definitely think one of the things that I would definitely say is when you're making that decision that you're not going to be together, like at the time it feels like like you're mad. Like why would you, do you know what I mean? Just because of a thing, why would you? Because like I literally, I was engaged at the, at the time. Like everything on the outside, everything was perfect. Like we had the twins. He was saying like, oh, you know, down the line, I'll adopt Liam, blah, blah, blah. And it was something else that I was like, in 20 years of this, I know I will not be happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not happy now, but I could easily go, mm. I could easily just go and get married and, you know, down the line, it will end, but I won't be happy in that relationship. And it was like, honestly, it's probably one of the hardest things I ever did. But I would say five years later, I was like, no, I did the right thing. And then every every year <laughs> now, you know mm. what I mean? Like they're 22, they turned 22 today, actually. I am literally like, oh, it was so the right thing. Mm. Happy right birthday. And like, when I look back, when I'm happy, my kids are happy. Like when I, it doesn't matter whether it's a man or yeah. it's like, you know, something in life. When I'm happy, I look back, I go, oh God, yeah. That's when I like was like, let's go and do something, and they mm-hmm. were happy and they were smiling. I was, yeah. happy. you understand what I'm saying? So I definitely think like you know that whole life, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely the way you've got to look at it. Like happy mum, happy kids. <laughs> I I totally agree with you, it's definitely, and that's wicked. You know, like you took that courage and that step to do that. Like not a lot of women do it. They just. Yeah ride along and go along with it because it's, it makes sense and it's the best thing to do but I rate I rate you for that not a lot of and women also, do that yeah and also to have the foresight as well to be like I'm not happy now it's I don't see this is going to get any better and yeah. honestly like like even my friends were like yeah but it's like it's a, it's a little thing or like it's a little thing and I'm like no because the fact that he prioritizes going out of his friends Yes, it's a little thing, but we've got a wedding mm-hmm. to plan and he's still prioritizing. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, of course I could just be like, oh, you know, men will be men. But down the line, like, what else is he going to put in front mm-hmm. of his family? Do you know what I mean? So it was just like little things like that. Mm-hmm. that you, you do like They're little red flags and you do have to sort of like be able to pick up on them. I hear you. I always think of those moments as um, those little whispers. Like you hear a whisper. Before yeah. you hear a shout, before you hear a brick upside mm. your head. Oh, wow. You know no, but in it, <laughs> those ones. Because, because you're right. And what you're talking about is values. 
Yeah. Yeah. When you have children together and you live a life together and you have a house together, those values clash and it gets yeah. louder and louder and louder and louder. Mm, so yeah. you noticing those things first. If that's what he prioritized, there's nothing wrong with wanting to go out with your friends, but it's how he, yeah. his value system, yeah. Yeah. which may clash with where you, you lay your values. What yeah. does he love? What are his loves? Like, how does he list his loves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It comes in a different list than yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. when you have kids, that compounds that. Because yeah. you're like, well, who goes where? Where's the hierarchy? How does that yeah. work? Yeah. And then you find yourself 20 years down the line shouting and, you know, yeah, exactly. and the kids have soaked all of that up. So yeah. I rate you exactly for hearing the whisper. Yeah. That's exactly what my parents' relationship was. So even though I had my mum and my dad, wow. my yeah. mum was literally the nag, the, oh, you're useless. Oh, you have no ambition. Oh, you, do you know what I mean? And my dad was literally like this laid back, just like, he, like basically henpecked father. Do you know what I mean? And it was just like, mm. like, like, you know, to the point where like, mum, you're horrible. Like, we didn't say it, obviously, because we're not, we don't want to die. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, we talk to each other. We're like, "Gosh, she's so horrible mm. to dad." Like, do you know what I mean? So yeah, so I, I, they're I, just I, not compatible. They're not compatible. No, that's what it is. Yeah. But, you know, it's like like you said, like back in the day, you didn't. You know, you're together. They're Catholic. You know, you don't split up. You just, do you know what I mean? So you just ride it out. Yeah, unhappy, well, ride it out. Unhappy. <laughs> like, you know I mean? Exactly the same as with my grandparents as well. Mm. Exactly the same. Yeah, my uh, my best friend, his parents are exactly the same. They've been together all our life growing up, and they're married. And now we're adults. We can see how unhappy they are, and I'm just <laughs> like. Why did your mom and dad just not separate? Like you are grown now. You don't live in the house no more. Like yeah. your parents just need to separate. Like what is? I, I just don't understand why you are keeping up this appearance. Like it's over now. Yeah. It's, their lives are so intertwined. It's just they don't know life. They don't know a life without each other at this point. Mm, yeah, companionship on that, isn't it? Dope black moms. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Moms private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Moms on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.